Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, author Denise M. Walker. I'm an author, minister, speaker, and the founder of Hope in Christ Ministries. We will begin with a word of prayer and we'll, then we'll begin today's show. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are, God. We ask, Lord God, that you lead us and guide us in every area of our lives. And Lord, as we speak and and talk about leading of the Holy Spirit, Father, let us know you. Help us to hear you. And help us, Lord God, to um, open our ears and our eyes and remove the stony places of our heart that we would obey you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise again on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Again, I'm your host, Denise M. Walker. And um, here at Hope in Christ, um, we continue to be healthy, um, overcomers, purpose, and we maintain an eternal perspective as we draw closer to Christ Jesus and we make him our center focus of our lives. Today we're going to continue with a devotional um, and the devotional is going to be about the Sparkling Gems um, word study that I have. Um, when I'm not interviewing an author, I will do um, a devotional or word study or something of scripture that help us to reflect more on who God is in obedience in God. So today's word that we're going to talk about is led. The word led. Last time we talked about what the Bible talk, what the Bible says about whisper, whisper. And we know whisper is gossip and and and, and things like that. So to check out the other one um so that you can kind of brush up on what we talked about before. But today we're going to talk about being led by the Spirit. What the word led by the Spirit means. So in the Sparkling Gems um, calendar, it reads, An animal's owner which would wrap a rope around its neck and then tug and pull until the animal started to follow him. Pay careful attention to the tugging and pulling of the Holy Spirit in your heart. He is a gentleman and does not force you to obey him. He prompts you, tugs on your heart, and pulls on your spirit to get your attention. Sometimes he tugs, um, his tugs may be so gentle that you almost miss them. But if you'll develop your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, he will gently lead you exactly where he wants you to go with your life. Again, the key word that we're talking about today is lead or led by the Holy Spirit. And the scripture that they focus on is Romans 8 and 14. And it says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. And so the definition here of led 
is to lead by laying hold of, bringing to the point of destination, to carry or remove. Let me read that again. To lead by laying hold of, bringing to the point of destination, carry or remove. And that is in the Strong's Concordance, the definition of a lead. So when we look at that definition, in order to lay hold of, to bring to the point of a destination, there has to be some sort of surrender. Some some kind of capturing, some sort of um, surrendering so that um, one can lay hold of and bring to the point of destination. The complete Jewish Bible, which is the Messianic version of the Bible, says all who are led by God's spirit are God's son. So it's similar to the um, New King James Version. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And again, the complete Jewish Bible says, All who are led by God's Spirit are God's sons. And so, being led or being brought to the point of destination by the Spirit of God means something. Um, And so, we're going to look at those scriptures that are cross-references to led by the spirit being led being led um and so we start with psalms psalm 143 and 10 psalm 143 and 10 and psalm 143 and 10 reads it reads Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Now, remember we said that to be led means to bring to the point of destination, to lay hold on and to bring to a point of destination. In this scripture, I'm going to put the definition in there. Psalm 143 and 10 says, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lay hold of me. Lead me into the destination in the land of uprightness. Okay, lead me to the destination, to the point of destination. Carry me, remove me from where I am and carry me over to the land of uprightness. So teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me or carry me, remove me from where I am and carry me to the point of destination. Lay hold of me, the Holy Spirit. Say to the Holy Spirit, lay hold of me and lead me to the point of destination. And that point is to walk uprightly. To walk uprightly. So that's Psalm 143 and 10. So so what does that mean to us? That means that I'm willing to allow. This is what it means to me. I'm willing to allow God to lead the way. I'm willing to allow God to take me to that particular point. That means that I'm not resisting. I'm not uh, uh, resisting him taking me there 
Because in Psalm 143 and 10, the writer says, teach me to do thy will. Teach me to do something. They're asking for help. They're asking for learning of God. So being led by the Spirit is to be brought to the place of uprightness. Brought to the place of uprightness. Continuing in uprightness. All right. And so then we look at Galatians 5 and 16. And Galatians 5 and 16 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit. And this is the cross-reference. This is the um, uh, where the treasury of Scripture knowledge is. So it's, it's referencing the same thing. Be led by the Spirit, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. In the same definition, to the point of destination, allowing to be um, laid hold of, bring to the point of destination. So being gripped. Remember in the um, sparkling gems, they said an animal's owner will, would wrap a rope around its neck and then tug and pull until the animal started to follow him. So getting the animal's attention, the surrender of the animal so that the animal would go into the destination and the point of the destination that they are leading them to. And so this particular scripture in Galatians 5 and 16 says, walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Go after, be led. Allow the spirit to be the one that's driving the car, not the flesh, not the flesh. So when when that is taking place, then you won't be gripped um, by the flesh. And then the, verse 17 of that same scripture says, For the flesh lusteth after the spirit, and the spirit against, I'm sorry, the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to another so that you cannot do the things that you would. So the saying that the spirit and the flesh they're they're at war with each other. So that's why being led by the spirit of God, going in the direction, allowing to be held um and brought to the point of destination is important because otherwise you're being led by the flesh. You're either being led by the spirit or you're being led by your flesh. And so that's very, very important. And not just you, me, and everybody else. If we're not led by the spirit of God, then we're being led by the flesh, which is at war with the spirit. All right. And so then we look at Galatians 5 and we start at verse 22 and then we read down to verse 26 so in Galatians 5 and 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And then verse 24, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. 
If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So if we live in the spirit, we're led by the spirit of God. Our lives are being transformed and we're walking after the spirit of God. Then we must, um, you know, we must crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust thereof. So we must crucify the flesh. If we live in the spirit, we must continue to walk in the spirit. Okay. So walking in the spirit, being led to the point of destination that God is taking us. But again, we can be led in two different ways. We can be led by the spirit or we can be led by the flesh, by the flesh. And then it tells you um, when, when the spirit is leading you, the things that um, the spirit um, teaches you, the, 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 the things that the gifts of the spirit, the things that you receive, um, the fruit of the spirit, love. You walk in love as you led by the spirit. The um, love is there as you're led by the spirit. Joy is there. Peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, um, faith. When you're led by the spirit, we don't walk around like constantly doubting. And, and we all have to be very careful with that. Um, gentleness, um, goodness, again, um, meekness and temperance, keeping your temper under control as you're led by the spirit. But now it also, before that talks about the things that when you're led by your flesh, the works of your flesh. So when you're led by your flesh, there's a whole different response. And those things are, verse 19, idolatry, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, um, I'm sorry, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, um, heresies. Um, There's envying, murders, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. So those are some of the things that when you're leading, you're allowing your flesh to grab hold of you and bring you to the point of the destination of death because walking after the flesh brings you to a point of spiritual death. But after the spirit, we know we're made um, renewed in Christ and we're um, walking um, in right upstanding and, and righteousness in God. And so it says when you are led or you're you allowed to bring um, and grab hold of or lay hold of, um, you allow the flesh to lay hold of you and bring you to the point of destination because you're walking in those things. Um, that when you do things such as um, adultery and fornication. And um, so the Bible lists the things that the flesh being the works of the flesh does for you. Because to God, we may categorize sins, but God is saying these things are of the flesh. If I go and commit adultery on my husband, if I'm if I'm not married and I'm um, sexual relations outside of marriage is fornication. That's what the word says. Um, lasciviousness and all kind of um, perversion, um, things like that, and wrath and 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 yelling and screaming and all these kind of things, envying and um, murdering and being. Um, you know, drunk and, and raveling and all these things, all of that comes from the works of the flesh. 
And so it, that's why it's so important that we're led by the Spirit. And we can't do both. We cannot do both simultaneously and say that we're walking after the Spirit. Because remember, Romans 8 and 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, led by the Spirit of God, are the sons of God. We know we're the sons of God when we're led by the Spirit of God, not when we're led by our flesh. When we're led by our flesh, that's not what Romans says. It does not say those who are led by their flesh or motivated by the flesh or walking in the in, in the flesh are the sons of God. That's not what it says. Even in scripture, Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? So we have to walk after the spirit. And some of the commentary that um, I have is Jameson Fawcett and Brown commentary. They state the apostle has spoken of the spirit simply as the prop, the power through which believers mortify sin. The power, the spirit, the Holy Spirit of God is the power that causes us to mortify sin. And then he goes on to say, now he speaks of him as a gracious, loving guide, the Holy Spirit, as a gracious, loving guide whose leading shows that they are the sons of God. So the Holy Spirit is the power to cause us to to mortify sin. And so that power is very important. Being led by the Spirit of God is very important because He is the guide. The Holy Spirit is the guide, the loving guide who leads us and shows us that and shows the world who's the sons of God. And so we have to be very careful. The Word of God does not um, lie. The Word of God, just because we may not agree with it, The word of God does not change. And then the New King James Study Bible says, the active participation and effort of a believer. The active participation and effort of a believer. So being led is you're actively participating. You're actively participating and making effort as a believer. Matthew Henry, um, one of the great, great, great theologians from many, many years ago, he says regeneration by the Holy Spirit brings a new and divine life to the soul, though in a feeble state, putting to death the sinful appetite, being sensitive to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And that was uh, Matthew Henry and also the New Spirit uh, Study Bible, putting to death the sinful appetite. And Matthew Henry talks about, talks about the regeneration, regeneration by the Holy Spirit, bringing the new and divine life to the soul. So as we walk in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us power to overcome sin, to overcome all of the things of the world that 
we might walk in. And remember, we said those things that are works of the flesh are total opposite of what the Spirit does in our lives. And God is not a God that chooses the Spirit. I mean, that chooses the flesh, but the Spirit. He says, walk after the Spirit and you will not, you will not obey the flesh. You won't be surrendered to the flesh. Another scripture that we have is Ephesians 5 and 9. It says, for the fruit of the Spirit, again, is all goodness and righteousness and truth. The fruit of the Spirit. So being led by the Spirit, you're walking in the goodness and the righteousness and truth of God. Not in perversion, not in the things that um, mankind perceives um, as it's okay or it doesn't take all that. And um, we have to be so very careful. We have to be so very careful with um, the way we conduct ourselves. Another scripture we have here is Isaiah 48 and 17. And it says, Thus said the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go, which leadeth thee to the point of destination by the way you should go. And so... Um, many, 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 many more scriptures that talk about being led by the spirit. So the Holy one of Israel, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, that God teaches us and leads us in the way we should go. And that's in every aspect of our lives. Sometimes I found myself trying to do something even as simple as even something as simple as um, writing this devotional that I'm um, talking about here. Sometimes you can be trying to do things on a, on your own. And the word, again, says be led by the Spirit. And so God's Spirit will bring you to the point of the destination that He wants you to speak and for people to get out of what you said. And so we have to, in every aspect of our lives, be careful to make sure we're led by the Spirit. Hence, as an author, as an author, we can really, really, people can, you know, get really excited about being an author, having a name or title and, um, you know, having a book out there and, and, you know, being considered an expert and all these different things. But if you're not led by the spirit of God, when you write things, especially as Christian authors, as believers, we have to be so very careful because if we're not led by the spirit, our books are ministry. Our books are ministry. So we have to make sure that, you know, we say, God, what do you want us to write? What do you want me to say? Because there's somebody he's going to lead to that book to read it. And they're going to be redeemed. They're going to be set free. They're going to, it's going to lead them to Christ. Not that it's so powerful that it 
is going to change the life. It's the Holy Spirit that changes the life of the individual. But if we as the Christian author, the writer, do not be led by the Holy Spirit of God, then somebody's life is on the line. Somebody's soul is on the line. We write for ministry. Our writing is ministry. And so we can't get caught up in the world system. We can't get caught up in the, you know, who's the most famous this and the most famous that. Yes, the word says that God gives us the power to get wealth. However, we have to be led by his spirit. And we have to obey God above all things because the word also says only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do for Christ will last. And so that's the importance of being led by the spirit. When in our marriages, in our um, raising of our children, being led by the spirit. Many people try to tell me things about, oh, you shouldn't do this with your son. And, oh, you're too strict in this. And, and, you know, you and your husband are too strict and things like that. But I am led by the spirit of God. Lord, where does, where does he need to go to school? Lord, who does, you know, where does he need to go? If he's hanging around somebody, Lord, lead me lead him, guide him in the right direction. That's what we mean by led by the spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit of God to take us to the point of destination. Because if we're not led by the spirit of God, we know there's an opposite to everything. We're led by our flesh. And with our children in the world that we live in, we have to be led by God's spirit when we're dealing with our children. We cannot let the enemy run amok with our children. And that's what he desires to take our children and take control of them. And we know that God has placed them here with great purpose on the inside of them. And even, and even as a teacher, I may not be able to take the Bible and preach in the, in the classroom, but I can go and pray, God, lead me. Tell me what to say to this child that might be hurting. Tell me how to speak to this child. Tell me, um, you know, sometimes we have to be stern as teachers, but sometimes we have to be very careful because we don't know that child's background. We don't know what may be going on. Some children you have to be very stern with, but in a loving way. So that's another way to be led by the Holy Spirit. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Remembering that people will know and identify us but because we're being led by the Holy Spirit as sons of God and that the word of God declares that only that is only defined that those that are led by the spirit are the sons of God. So we don't redefine the word of God. We come into subjection with God's word and do what he says. And so those are a few things. Um, as I said, as an author, as a parent, um, in your marriage, um, I talk about marriages for a moment. We have to be led by the Spirit of God in our marriages. We cannot take the advice of our parents, of our brothers, our sisters, nobody. Nobody. Only be led by the Spirit of God in our marriages. Nobody else's opinion should be brought into 
a union that God has brought together. And and we have to um, continue to pray for marriages as believers because God's word is very serious about marriage. God is very serious about marriage. And so we have to be so very careful that our family's opinions, our family's input is not overriding the leading of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit asks you to back away from something to to um or even someone, um, if the Holy Spirit leads you in a certain direction and your family don't don't agree with that direction, you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Each and every one of us, and I'm talking about in our marriages. We know that's where the enemy attacks um a lot in our marriages. We can allow even ourselves to be over to override the leading mother of the Holy Spirit. We can't let our pride get in the way. We can't let our boasting or anything get in the way of the leading of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is asking us to apologize to our spouse, we have to do that. The Holy that's the leading of the Holy Spirit. And remember in the sparkling gems, they said. Sometimes the Holy Spirit tug may be so gentle that we almost miss it. If the Holy Spirit is saying apologize, then we have to apologize. We have to apologize. There were times that God had laid on my heart to apologize to my husband for my response. Not anything having to do with his response. But my response, the leading of the Holy Spirit, we have to please hear me out there. Those that are listening, we have to have to keep family separated from our marriages. Only the leading of the Holy Spirit will your marriage last. And I just feel like that in my spirit that I have to say that the leading of the Holy Spirit prayer Allowing God to be the center of that marriage will cause it to last. Not our family's opinions, not our friends' opinions, not people just butting in and giving their input, but God alone. God alone knows our hearts. He knows our spouse's heart. He knows our friends. He knows our family's heart. But that union... That he brought together. Now some unions God didn't bring together. I'm talking about the unions that he did. The one that he brought together. His word declares that we should not allow anyone to separate. So let's be led by the spirit of God. The spirit of God leading means for the final time to lead by laying hold of. Bring to the point of destination. Carry or remove. So, to bring our marriages, our children, and anything else, our ministries of writing, our ministries in general, to bring it to the point of destination, we have to be led. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead. And only God knows where he's called it to go to. So, let us be led. Let us be led. Allow the Spirit of God to transform our lives, our marriages, our homes, our children. As we believers stay on our face, stay away from opinion, and be led by the Spirit. 
Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we will be led by your spirit. That your leading is not the opinion of man, but your leading comes from above. It is all truth. It is pure. It is loving everything that we need when you lead us, God. Thank you for our destination. Thank you for our ministries. Thank you for taking us to the point of of our destination. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness and tender mercies that are made new every morning. Father, we bless you. And we pray for those that are listening that they will receive your word and turn to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, You can also follow me, author Denise M. Walker, on the same platforms as well as LinkedIn. And also, um, you can purchase the Hope in Christ um, devotional or um, youth uh, workbook representing God on Amazon, or you can go to my website, denisemwalker.com. And also you can purchase a copy of um, my teen novel that addresses the issues of abuse in our teen girls, Hannah's Hope. And it has a guide in the back, of course, that has the word of God that helps you to overcome that abuse. And also for youth groups and um, mentoring ministries, um, you can also use the questions and the other guides and the resources to help our teens that have gone through abuse. Thank you all for listening. Be blessed. Continue to hope in Christ and walk in your true identity in him.